Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, I've got a message for Los Angeles Unified School District School Superintendent Austin Butner. <laughs> He's a listener? Hey, buddy, lose my number. Oh man, has Butner been uh, been uh, sending you some texts? Has Butner been sliding into your DMs? I should have been given Austin Butner, the school superintendent of the Los Angeles Unified School District. I should have given him a burner number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why'd you get all those cell phones from Seven Eleven? They're just piling up. Give one to Butner. You know what they tell you, Jordan? They tell you if you're at a party, right, and you meet a cute school superintendent. But you think he's bad news and you're in a relationship anyway, you should just give him a fake number. Right. And I didn't pay attention. Yeah, but then, it, like, well, then what happens if you see Butner on the street then? I mean, I think, personally, I think I think you just have to be honest with superintendents, you know? Say, like, hey, it's been really nice talking to you, but, um, you know, I'm already in something and, um, you know... I'll I'll let you know if that changes. I mean, I don't know. Personally, with with me and superintendents, I like honesty, but that's just me. Some people don't. Some people like deception and uh, Jordan, cruelty. Not me. If I saw Los Angeles Unified School District School Superintendent Austin Butner on the street, mm-hmm. you know what I'd give him? A piece of my mind, Jordan. Oh my gosh! Okay, lose my on. number, hold buddy. Hold on, hold on. Lose my number, buddy. We tried. I we're trying him. to keep this show light and fun, but it sounds like we're uh, it sounds like we're getting salty. Every Sunday at dinner time, mm-hmm. the old phone rings. I look. I pull it out. I see it's a two one three number, and I briefly think, "Ooh, Warren G is calling me." <laughs> then I realize it's probably just Los Angeles Unified School District School Superintendent Austin Butner. So I answer it. In case it's Nate Dog, Nate Dog's ghost specifically. <laughs> and on the other end of the line, good evening. This is Los Angeles mm. Unified School District School Superintendent Austin Butner. What are you wearing? <laughs> Everything is still fucked. <laughs> we're we're bad at our jobs. Around dinner time, I will get um I'll get a call that looks like it's from a nearby area code, but it's just someone screaming at me in Chinese. Oh, is that uh, is that Butner? No, I think Butner has a guy to scream in Chinese on his behalf. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they have a variety of uh, uh, you know, this is a very diverse school district. People speak many different languages, right. so they have to have a lot of different screamers. Mine's probably a spam call. Then it's probably just a spam call. <laughs> Wait, so so I just practically, I am genuinely curious as someone with no kids, what what is going on? Is there like a thing where, you know, you 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 think you think maybe the kids are going to go to school, but then Butner sends you a robocall. Every week, Butner calls. Mm-hmm. Truly, every week. Sometimes multiple times a week. Right. Like he is trying to working hard to make himself the star of the show. But he's basically, he's basically, he might as well just be, instead of telling me information about where I can pick up school lunches, he should just be saying Bueller over and over. That's what (laughs) the man sounds like. And he tells, he gives, like, basically all he does is say everything is still fucked. Right. 
And it's important for him to do this because otherwise people might accidentally send their kids to school. I appreciate his, uh, you know, colloquial language. That's ref- that's refreshing. Uh, school superintendent who can get down and dirty. Say fuck. It's important for people to know where they can pick up their school lunches. Mm-hmm. I'm a former free school lunch recipient. I'm not afraid to admit it. I mostly just drank the chocolate milk and threw the rest away. It was pretty gross. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's better in 2020 here in Los Angeles. I don't know. But people need, you know, people need the calories. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Kids, kids need food. It's great. But uh, Butner, buddy, lose my fucking number. Wait, wait. So are you? Are you? Are you? Is the your main complaint? Let me see if I can paw through this here. Yeah. Is your main complaint that the school district is not getting shit together, or it sounds more like you're just annoyed with Butner's voice? If it was someone yeah, more dynamic, all of the above, buddy. I wouldn't. I mean, just, if, just putting it if, out there. If this, the, imagine this. I'll give you an example. Uh, good evening. This is Los Angeles Unified School District School Superintendent, Austin Butner. I'm here to tell you that we got our fucking act together. Your kid's going to go to school, and safely. We've hired new teachers and let the teachers who are at risk stay home. Uh, your kid's going to learn things for the first time in a year. I'd be delighted. I'll give you another example. Okay? This is an alternate example. Okay. Good evening. This is the muffled tones of Barry White. <laughs> Everything's still fucked. I'd be glad to have that call too. Right. Either one. So it's really the combination, I guess, is what I'm getting at here, Jordan. What about voiceover King Billy West? And then he could call with a new character every day. Like, hey, it's me, <laughs> Stimpy. <laughs> no, I prefer, I prefer John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio, also a good choice. Yeah. John DiMaggio, that's uh, the robot from Futurama. Yeah, Bender, Jake from Adventure Time, and I learned uh, on Twitter this week, also someone who has played King Shark. Yeah, I uh, I once shared a van, like a, an airport van at SF Sketchfest with John DiMaggio, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just really amazing when a human man has a cartoon voice. <laughs> <laughs> He was too far away from me to get, he was like two rows behind me in the van, you know? So I didn't really, I didn't, wasn't able to develop a relationship with him. Now, did I make friends with Teen Witch on that ride? Yeah, sure. Teen Witch from the movie Teen Witch? Yeah, she seemed like a great lady. But a a couple rows behind me was, uh, was John DiMaggio. And it's just amazing that a person could talk like the robot from Futurama. I saw him in public uh, once too, and I just wanted to hug him. He looks, he's, have you, I don't know if you've, you've seen DiMaggio, DiMaggio looks like this big, like a, like a fitter Santa. Yeah. The fit young Santa. I just want to hug him. Yeah. Give him a big hug. Should we bring our guest onto the program? Maybe she's played King Shark at some point. (laughs) That would, that would help us. That would help us uh, fill out our King Shark bingo card. I think it would. I think it would be fantastic. Uh, Our guest on the program is Maddie Myers. She is the senior games editor at Polygon. Uh, More significantly for our purposes, she's one of the co-hosts of Max Fund's 
very own gaming podcast, Triple Click. It's true. Uh, Maddie, welcome to Bo- welcome to Jordan Jesse Go, which is the name <laughs> of this show. <laughs> right, of course. Thank you so much. I am so surprised, Jordan, that you didn't jump in to say that Chan DiMaggio also voices Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Is that not a video game poll you can oh. grab out of your back pocket? You know, I have not. I I have not played a Gears game in some time. I have not had an Xbox. It just feels like your shit, though. It feels like it fits your yeah. oeuvre. No, you know, hey, listen, though, look at me making excuses over here. Oh, I haven't had an Xbox in a while. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to own this. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up, and I'm not afraid to say it. Um, That's gosh, right. Gosh, to all the and listeners. Now that, I've, now that I've mended that, I can just check on out, honestly. And, and <laughs> you know, the other important thing to note in my intro that was left out mm. for some reason is that I am a longtime Jordan Jesse Go listener. I don't know if Brian briefed you two on that, but the reason why I know Jordan's video game tastes is because I've been listening to the two of you talk since 2011 or so, and this is terrifying. That was a good year. That was a good year for the show. It was great. It's, uh, I'd say it's been just in neutral since then i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's gone up or down yeah by which i mean it's still great i mean sure. to clarify 2011 just owned for you guys just yeah great guest after great guest those were our those were our glory days uh-huh what are we if not coasting sure yeah <laughs> the uh the the strokes had 2001 we had 2011 the other day I was driving home with my daughter in the back of the car and uh, the block before my house is a very steep hill and um, I'm driving up the steep hill and uh, Gracie, my daughter, from the back seat, she goes, hey, daddy. And I'm like, yeah. And she says, can you put the car in the one that's not forward or backward? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I looked in my rear view mirror. The street was clear. So I went ahead and did it. I threw that baby into neutral. We rolled back down the hill. And then I went back up the hill. Cool. I am my daughter's hero now. Yeah. Nothing I've ever done in my life has impacted my child more than my willingness to roll backwards down a hill in neutral. Because she thinks it's amazing there's a way to make the car not go forward or backward. Mm Mm-hmm. Just roll. These are pandemic activities now. We just see what the car can do. We just see what all those buttons do, you know? I think in this metaphor, by the way, Maddie, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Jesse Go is the car. Yep. Uh, Jordan and I are throwing yep. it into neutral, and you're my daughter, mm-hmm. Grace, who thinks it's really <laughs> cool that we're rolling Thank backwards goodness. down a hill in great danger. She sounds great. <laughs> she watches a lot more movies than I do, but other than that, we're identical in every way. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have had a video game slate of shows lately. I've been listening all along. All you talk about is video games now. I'm loving it. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. back in 2011, there weren't that many podcasts to listen to. I was really I was really on, on the lookout for some video game shows, and this was one of the ones. I was like, every now and then, Jordan Morris mentions Blanca the Beast from Brazil, and that just, <laughs> that just gives me a little hit of serotonin, and that was enough for me back then. I do love to mention Blanca. Uh-huh. Just every now and then, I'm like, right, Jordan plays Street Fighter. They don't mm-hmm. talk about it on the show often, but he does it. And that that just kept me going, you know? Please include me in this, Maddie. Sometimes I list the names of the lesser teams in the Nintendo game Baseball Stars, SNK Crushers. That's a great point. You went through a Skyrim phase. Who could forget? And of course, you've transitioned neatly from Skyrim to Breath of the Wild, which is just a straight line. And it's perfect. And I'm, I'm so glad for that for you. 
I how are you doing, by the way? You still side questing in there? Uh well, I defeated that naked island. Uh so that was great. Phew. <laughs> um I've got a lot of what are they called? Legendary beasts? Hey, you know what you could say when um you're on the naked island? What's that? <laughs> uh dinks out, links out. <laughs> <laughs> You could say that. Mm-hmm. You could say that. One could say that. I don't know if you should say it. Um, mm-hmm. You could. I actually can. I tell you what I can. I tell you what I said. Hmm. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> Link is a bit of a celebrity. He's known sure. about town. Zelda knows who he is. Yeah, that's right. They he, there's legends about him because he uh, defeated Calamity Ganon and went to sleep for a hundred years. He's stolen a lot of stuff from people. That gets around. <laughs> he's he's ruined a lot of bushes. <laughs> he's ruined a lot of lives. I got a fish suit. Yeah. Yeah, that's memorable. People will remember mm. you if you wear a fish suit around. I think that's yeah. true even in our world as opposed to the world of Hyrule. <laughs> I don't know. I don't wear a fish suit. But I think yeah. that's the case. I Maddie, I have also noticed that the show has been video gamey, video yeah. gameier. Lately. Maybe it's a COVID thing. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's it's got to be. I mean, I think there was a period where I'm like, eh, I don't want to just, you know, I don't want to just, this isn't a video game show. I don't want to just yak about video <laughs> games this whole right. time. And like, you know. We have this new video game show on the network. Maybe people yeah, are listening to that now. I don't want to step on, on triple click toes. Please, please. It's fine. Every show can become a video game show. Maybe that's really been the long con that I've been pulling off this whole time since 2011. Yeah. I've just been like, how do I get this network to only produce content about games. But anyway, back to you, Jordan. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I think it is just kind of a COVID thing where it's just like, uh, you know, we got to talk about something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. What the, are we doing? The, the cat's sleeping. That's funny. Uh, uh, I, I finally watched Deadwood, you know, and it's like, <laughs> who, I don't know. I'm just like sitting in this apartment by myself. You know, it's like, yeah, sure. Like, let's talk about Sekiro. Why not? Yeah. I mean, we could talk about Waluigi. We could just we get could, into it here. We could. Yeah, Maddie, I wanted to know what, <laughs> do do like who you, I want to know who your favorite video game characters are. Mm-hmm. And are people compelled to send you fan art of them? They are. So I, I feel like early on in my internet existence, I staked claim in the Metroid series just ah, as a fan. Sure, Those sure, are pretty sure. cool video games. They're fine. Yeah. But I feel like if you if you come out swinging with some type of fandom and then you attain even just the slightest whiff of micro fame, which I would say... I have within an extremely small subset of people, (laughs) those people will then always send you fan art of the thing forever. Similar to you all getting Waluigi art and tweets and related content forever. People send me Samus and Metroid related content endlessly. And it's, it's largely fine. I I don't mind this, but it, it does create a situation where many people will be tweeting me the same thing over and over. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm still really excited about the tiny glimpse of Metroid Prime 4 we still haven't gotten. Can't can't wait to to finally see that video game. But yeah, it it does it does become a lot after a while. I do actually also like Marcus Phoenix a lot though. Okay. That guy's cool. Yeah. I, I have a lot of embarrassing games that I like, and Gears of War is absolutely one of them. So Gears Gears of War had a great I can't think of the name right now. Maybe you can as a fan. I remember Gears of War has a great like in universe 
made up future sport. It's like it's not Blitzball, but it's something like Blitzball. <laughs> it is. Do you remember it's, what it it's is? It's wild that I can't remember the name of it, but it's played by Cole Train, who's sort of like right. a racist stereotype character. It was, you know, a decade ago. Wait, is there a character named Cole Train? There is, and he is a fake football player. I say. He plays fake, fake modifies sport. football here, not player. He is a true player of this fake sport, which is like blast ball or, or thrash ball. It came to me. Thrash it's thrash ball. ball. Don't ask me how it's played. So that this was one of those classic game situations where in the first game, that game is just patently caricatures of human beings and it's goofy as hell and then by the time they get to Gears of War 3 video games as a medium have become more serious and so that game is a lot more serious and they so they have to come up with like a really significant way to incorporate thrash ball and Cole's diminished career in the face of the locust threat and so he like walks through a grocery store and sees a cardboard standee of himself as a former thrash ball player mm. and it's this intense moving scene but you're also like remember when the voice actor for Coltrane recorded a novelty rap in the end credits of the first gears are we just pretending that didn't happen that's in the same world of, of but, games but uh yeah i mean listen i mean i think if we're gonna just exist in the real world of these thrash ball players i mean they have real problems with CTE after they get off the field. You know? They do. And and the thrash ball to army pipeline, pretty fucked up when right. you think about it. Like, a little fucked up. A to B there. Like, wow, sure. that guy had a tough life, you know? And Gears of War 3 really wanted us to think about that. I feel like college thrash ball players deserve to be paid. Thank mm, you. Thank they you. Do. I know. <laughs> Especially in EA Sports' tie-in thrash ball games where their likenesses <laughs> right. are used. Yeah, I mean... It's... Serious issue for today's times. He's on the cover, for gosh sakes, and he's not getting paid. And what about that thrash ball curse, you know? It's how the school makes all their money. Yeah, it's it's haunting. And that's those are the kinds of serious issues we talk about on Triple Click. And I hope people just check that show out because we talk about thrash ball every week. <laughs> Jesse and I, uh, we went to a college that didn't have a lot of sports, mm -hmm. but um, they did not have thrash ball, but they had a great uh, thrash frisbee team. Did you have ultimate? You did, right? <laughs> we did, yeah. Ultimate UC Santa and Hacky Cruz. Sack. So ultimate, yeah. ultimate and hacky sack both uh, rampant. Yeah. And mountain unicycling. Mountain unicycling. Was there a team for that? No, that's a solitary person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's like track. I'm going to be frank, Maddie. That's a sport of the lonely. Uh-huh. It is. Yeah, it's a sport for thinking, for thinking about your choices yeah. and about your uh, cool add-ons that you can put on your bike. Expensive hobby. Yeah. Thinking about how your butt hurts. <laughs> Our agitprop clown group almost went all the way my senior year. Yeah. <laughs> And by all the way, I mean they almost uh, finished their Ralph Nader puppet in time for the St. Patrick's Day Parade. That's the goal. Almost. But th but uh, they didn't because they spaced. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Maddie, did you, did you go to college? I don't, I don't, I feel like I don't, I don't know much about you other than having listened to Triple Click. I did for some reason. I did go to college. I went to Boston University. Um, that was fine. I did not make any friends there. And I played a lot of Counter-Strike in the dorms. Uh, that was mm. 
Mm. That was what I decided to do. Um, and then land land parties. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, you could have land parties, but you could also do that thing where multiple people had multiple Xboxes, and then you could hook those up, and that would be a land party mm. of a kind. Right. We would do right. that as well. We would we would play paintball in the backyard of my friend's cape house. These are these are the accoutrement of my <laughs> teenage years and early twenties. You, I I feel like all of this uh, cut me out for being one of the few female games journalists of the <laughs> late two thousands and early twenty tens because uh, I was already used to dealing with whatever that was and just decided to continue it for several years afterwards for some right. for some reason yeah so that's that's how that happened what about you did you did you do land parties no so I you know okay so I. At the time, if you would have asked me, I would have pri- I, I would have taken some pride and like, well, you know, I like I like nerdy stuff, but I'm not I'm not that I'm not that kind of nerd. Mm-hmm. But like, me and my friend Jim just like downloaded ROMs of every Mega Man game and right. sat up all night trying to beat them. And we also, we also basically we downloaded the demo of the game Worms. We never bought the full game. No need. But we just played the demo of Worms endlessly. Uh, yeah. For uh, for let's say two years of school. I have some very vivid memories of our friend Jim and Maddie. You've never met Jim, but perhaps nine years ago you heard him on our show as the master of Would You Rather. Of course, yes. He, that was 2011. Yeah. Great year for the show. He's been on a couple times since then, but yeah, go on. Jim is a wonderful, kind, decent man, uh, but his his greatest personal quality is that he's much handsomer than we are. Mm. He's really That's a tough. very handsome guy. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. Um, and he has the kind of the kind of charming handsomeness that makes everyone around want to be on his team. And in fact, he often is on a variety of teams. He plays a lot of club uh, table tennis, ping pong. <laughs> yeah. He just, when he became a, he, he's a, some kind of, um, he, he's some kind of laser engineer or something. I don't really understand. He got a physics degree. But anyway, there was a, there was a bunch of... Uh, he's actually uh, training under uh, a scientist named Dr. Light. Apparently they're yeah. trying to... <laughs> Scientist who built Mega Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Thank you for the context on that. <laughs> anyway, Jim is a guy with a with a mile wide smile that that a- anyone would want to hug. And many of my memories of Jim and Jordan's freshman year of college, when I was their RA, was Jim just showing up in the hall, doing that kind of double fist pump, like both both arms out, and just going worms. <laughs> But it was, but specifically, it should have been the demo of Worms. <laughs> the, the free demo. We don't need to buy all of Worms, he shouted, pumping his fists into the air. There's no need we don't for need it. To spend, we don't need to spend $14. It's still entertaining, even in its current form. Yeah. So I, I mean, in hindsight, what's sadder, that or a land party where there's more people and it's kind of a social thing. So I think... I think what we were doing was was sadder than a land party for sure. Yeah, Jordan, a land party seems like fun in hindsight. It, yeah, Jordan, it does. I think we can agree on one thing: the coolest thing to do on your computer in 2000 mm-hmm. is to play 
in an online simulated baseball league. Mm. I'm always saying that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> People Everyone's who are that. not playing FPS sports baseball <laughs> are just are are just I'll say it, nerd wads. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have basically in my life never played online games because I am not good at them and I'm afraid of being picked on. Mm. That's a good reason not to do it. Yeah. Well, you could just only do it with people who are kind to you and make you feel mm, safe. Sure. That's what I've regressed to at the at the fine age of 34, where I once was a competitive gamer who played Counter-Strike as a 19-year-old. And now I'm only interested in playing games with people I've known for years who will not be mean to me if I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> That has been my trajectory. What, uh, yeah, what games do you, because I also don't really play online games. Right. Uh, what, what, what do you play online and, and how do you ensure that it stays a safe and supportive environment? Well, again, only playing with people I know extremely right. you know. well. I've been, I, just today I was playing a Destiny 2 raid. So Destiny 2, it's an MMO, a la World of Warcraft, massive multiplayer online game. It is a game where you shoot aliens. I don't think you need to know anything else. A raid, the main challenge of it is trying to get six adults in one place at the same time. And by one place, <laughs> I, of course, mean virtually because that's the only right. thing that matters anymore and also the only thing that exists anymore. And everything else is kind of secondary. As long as you find five other people that you can stand to talk to who won't get really angry at you if you don't shoot the right alien at the right time you're great you're good it's just hanging out with pals it may as well be a skype call but it's chill if it gets kind of quiet for a few minutes because there's still aliens there that is perfect socializing i feel like jordan would be nice to me but but he would be disappointed in me because (laughs) i didn't remember the combos Uh (laughs) uh-huh oh well, I uh, I remember my my I did, I've never played Destiny apart from the demo of the first one. I played the demo of the first one. That demo's all right. That demo is kind of cool looking. There's like a big fan. Peter Dinklage is there for a second. Yes. Yeah, okay. So the thing, the thing. Whenever I see Destiny, so I guess I guess people didn't like the Dinklage. They did not. In the, he is no longer and, in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So they took him out. They had Dinklage, and they took him out because the backlash was so severe. Yeah. Wait. Hold just- on. This <laughs> video game got Dinklage. Yup. Yeah, and it was and a huge deal. And then they deal. let it go the, because it was the like station peak. agent himself. It was yeah, that was the main citation. It wasn't Tyrion from Game of Thrones. That wasn't what people <laughs> were thinking about when Destiny debuted its demo. People weren't even mentioning that as a get. Peter Dinklage from the Baxter. We love station agent. We love his cameo in Elf. We love all of these things about the Dink, and that's why we're so sure. excited he's in Destiny. But I feel like mainly what everyone learned from that was that voice acting is actually super hard and that emoting a lot of a lot of Peter Dinklage's skill is his his beautiful face right and and when you just hear his voice you're like wow that's a very evocative voice but it's not quite measuring up to the other voices in the game from trained voice actors who are names of people you've never heard of before and that was just kind of a strange experience. I liked it, though. I liked that Dink was not really bringing anything to the role. I liked just the monotone Dinklage there. I thought it was fine. I did, too. And I, I will always remember this delivery. And I think this line be, kind of became a little bit famous. But I certainly remembered it when it, I certainly took note of it when it came up in the game. 
Dinklage, he's mm-hmm. like your AI friend, and you kill somebody, yep. and he just says, that wizard came from the moon. And yep. it... An iconic <laughs> line. It's great! Yeah. I think they were so... I think there's that wizard came from the moon t-shirts. If There are. If anyone has it, a line on a that wizard came from the moon t-shirt, I will buy it off you. You know, I feel like there's a lot of lines from video games that you could excise out, and they would be just as embarrassing Yeah, it's a video as game! I, All the lines are bad. Yeah, like what wizard didn't come from sure, the moon? Like, it came come from the moon. on, it's fine. That's what it's wizards fine. Come Things are from, from the moon here. The moon's haunted. It's got different <laughs> aliens on it. Whatever. Don't worry about Everyone it. Everyone knows the moon is haunted. Everyone knows that now. We all know that, all know. and that's something we've learned from playing this game because we've paid attention to the lore. We've read the wikis, but I feel like as soon as you get like a superstar actor into a game, it just alters the gravitational pull of everything else about it. Where it's like, oh shit! Like we've been saying, video games are art for like fifteen years, and like trying to get people to take us seriously. But like now the Dink's here, and he's saying that wizard came from the moon. Is this maybe stupid? Like did we maybe? Did we maybe? Is this maybe? He's back on this art thing (laughs) like is is this maybe just uh dumb like i don't know and and everybody was just running around pulling plugs out of walls like we gotta get nolan north or somebody in here the gamers know the voice and like nobody else does that's the only way forward in a situation like that who's your top uh guy or lady or uh non-binary actor who uh oh if only uh, there were more non-binary actors that i could cite that would be great if i could just whip out a bunch of a bunch of envies here, but anyway, let's continue. Get, let's get let's get <laughs> Rhea let's get Butcher some Envy video game parts. Representation that would be wonderful. In me too. Yeah, get Jesse in there. I mean, I'm not non-binary. I'm just throwing it in there. I feel like Jesse would be great. Jesse could be an AI character. I feel like he could bring the gravitas. Jesse, can we get three different reads on that wizard came from the moon? Or do we just want to have some options? Mm, go, go. Sure. Uh, and then, you, do you need some efforts? Yeah, just do yes. it. And so yeah, so three. Let's do have three different takes on that wizard came from the moon, and then let's say just ten seconds of grunting and straining. Sure. <laughs> that wizard came from the moon. Okay, we got that one. Mm-hmm. That wizard <laughs> came from the moon. Okay, just dial that back twenty twenty five percent for the next one. Okay. <laughs> that wizard came from the moon. Okay, we're going to use the first one, and now the others. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. The last seven, one is in case my in-game eight. character drinks an orangina. Right. Oh, yeah, very refreshing. Because we do have that partnership, yeah, with orangina. It's one of the best, it's one of, the best of the pulp sodas. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are going to need a couple lines about how good Orangina is. And we have got some product tie-in flavors that are related to Destiny 2 lore. So yeah. I, I have to say <laughs> Orangina this. wizard fuel. <laughs> this does connect with the world of gaming. But uh-huh. as longtime Jordan Jesse Go listeners know, I've long been upset that uh, the television show Archer, which is my favorite show and is about to come back on FX, I believe, um or FXX, I should say, uh, has never featured me on the program, despite featuring almost every comedian I know at some point or other. Because I'm the, it's my favorite show, so I feel like I belong on it. Sure. However, it's been a long time, and you can't have everything. Hmm. That said, today my children, 
my three and six year old were watching a television show called Minecraft Story Mode. Uh huh. A video. It's it's basically the Super Mario Brothers Super Show for a new generation. It's a smash hit. We've all heard of it. Yeah. We're constantly watching Minecraft Story Mode. Who 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 isn't watching? I mean, it? and Cap- Captain Lou Albano plays <laughs> Minecraft, right? It's definitely not the first I'm ever hearing about this show. That's not the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, Maddie, here's the problem. You're not six. <laughs> That's true. That is true. So here is my concern with uh here is my concern with Minecraft story mode. Right. In this one episode, I counted like four different past Jordan Jesse Go guests. I am lowering my standards here. No longer do I demand to be on my favorite show because everyone I know has been on it. Now I demand to be on this show that I have nothing but contempt for because everyone I know has been on it. Hmm. Do you think your kids would be impressed if you were on the show or do you think it would just wash over them? Like all, I'll tell you this, other... they weren't impressed that I'm friends with John Hodgman and he's on it. Yeah, I mean, do they <laughs> even not register care. that kind of thing? As how do, how do they feel about you being on NPR uh, on the weekends? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, wait, dad, you're Sam Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> you're not? Oh, well, then you're clearly Puzzle Master Will Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like... One of the weird things about raising my children in Los Angeles, and this is something that I remember very vividly when when our old pal Gene from college would tell us different things about his childhood growing up in Sherman Oaks, (laughs) which was his parents were uh, film and television writers and former actors, and they wrote on Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, and his neighbor was Brian Cranston. And this was before Brian Cranston became a capital G, capital A great actor. But he, when he he had you know he he got the part on Malcolm in the Middle while he was their neighbor and he was their friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, to me, this is the most extraordinary thing I've ever heard in my life that their neighbor was a working actor. Like th- this was beyond imagining to me. That they knew someone who worked in show business. You know what I mean? That as a kid, and then, you know, we found out, oh, his his best friend from high school's mom produced Adam Sandler movies and on and on and on and on. And it's just the life of a person in Sherman Oaks, I think. I tell my children every time I have ever interacted with somebody in some media that they're enjoying, because every time it blows my mind. Like, me... As a 39-year-old man, 20 years into my career such as it is, I am always amazed when, I, when my children are watching a show and my friend John Hodgman is in it. And I get really excited. And I want to text John Hodgman and be like, oh, you're in Minecraft story mode. <laughs> my children could not give one half of a shit. <laughs> because it's already normalized for them. Because you've been telling them this whole time. Maybe you should have been saving it up. I mean, it's already it's already right. too late. But if you'd been saving it up the whole time and just been like, yeah, who knows who any of these people are? And then just suddenly you dropped on them. Like, that John Hodgman guy? He's coming over in an hour. Like, would that have just <laughs> blown it wide open? I, I, it doesn't matter. It's, again, it's they too late. Were- but I'll tell you this, when John Hodgman came over, my children, much more excited 
that they were getting my taco than that they were meeting the PC from the Mac versus PC commercial. <laughs> and they don't even watch The Daily Show. Hmm. Was that because that was on before they were born or what do you, I don't know. Yeah. It could have been that. That, that actually might be, I think you might be onto something, Maddie. <laughs> I don't know. just that they, they've never seen those and don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great commercials though. Well, great commercials, great ads. <laughs> Max Justin PCs? Long, a star. <laughs> just a war that's gone on for lo these many years. And when yeah. will it end? <laughs> Max and PCs. Sure. Still, to this day, it rages on. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a, this, and no, I'm a, oh, you get out of my, yep. you know how it Jesse goes. can't you weigh in on it, though, because he hosts an NPR show, but. Right. So yeah. Got to stay neutral in the great, the great war. Yeah. Same for the console wars. There is an entire chapter of the NPR ethics manual on that subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Maddie, can I, I would like to back up to Metroid great. fan art. Sure. Does does it does it does it get saucy? Do people do people say does it how? Because yeah. while Luigi got saucy, very he has not been a character for that long, and it's already saucy. There's quite a lot of saucy Metroid fan art out there. I feel like it gets a little strange with me specifically because well, uh, I've had a lot of unusual jobs and in media mostly. And at least one of them during my periods of underemployment was that I appeared in a series of videos for Destructoid as Samus. People can (laughs) go find these if they want to. Okay. Um, It was before I started taking journalism slightly more seriously. It was during one of my (laughs) off periods where I was like, fuck it. Maybe I'm just a pro cosplayer now i don't know what how, sure. how do people make money in this terrible world i thought to myself and so i, I appeared in some novelty videos as samus and i feel like that also kind of complicated things because then it meant that if somebody was sending me lewd fan art of samus like were they implying something about me right and right i i think that might be a better place to be in though because anytime people are questioning to themselves should i not send this woman on the internet something would it be creepy the better the more often people are thinking that <laughs> always the think better that. always be always thinking that think it. and that's good so maybe i should just be playing more video game characters in my day-to-day and that would actually help the rest of my life improve because i'd be like ah now this weird troll troll thing you're saying to me about how I should die. It's also applies to your favorite video game character. So reconsider. <laughs> Surely you don't want it, Bayonetta sir. to die. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't dare want Pikachu to die. And look at this no. cool mascot outfit I've got. So so there, <laughs> jerks. What was the Samus costume? Because if if people don't know Samus, that's that's big. It's chunk quite, in space yeah. Armor. I was zero suit Samus, so that okay. I, you could see my my face and my facial expressions and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I did I did a lot of cosplay when I was younger because I'm so cool. I you know we're talking about me a lot on this show. I was kind of hoping for Jesse and Jordan's fun life anecdotes. That's normally what the show is like. We got we got shit. I'm like you want to hear more about Sekiro? I don't know. I'm, I got I'm the, the down, cat on the couch. She's not really doing anything. I watched Deadwood. It was pretty good. I got not I got shit. Great. So we're, we're just like a dumb little walk every day. The government Sorry. walks. I know. I know. So we just have to talk about <laughs> embarrassing things I did in my early 20s and <laughs> that's all this is now yeah so i i used to cosplay a lot i th- i thought it was a fun way to spend time because just hanging out watching a billion episodes of star trek while building craft foam armor is cool i mean honestly 
my whole life yeah, I've cool. lived it inside already. So I was very prepared for our current reality. But like, if you go back 10 years, if you go back seven years in my life and you ask me to describe an anecdote or like what I was getting up to, I was inside. I was inside at the time. I was doing some type <laughs> of Sailor Moon rewatch or I was, you know, playing Street Fighter for 500 hours. That's what was going on. Like, and in that time, I was also making a Samus Zero suit with uh, Daddy, I have a pretty important follow up question here. Go on. I also have a, Over to have you, a Jesse. follow up too. So I'll take I'll take Jesse then Jordan. Jesse, Thank go you. ahead. Thanks. And mine's Daddy. more of a comment. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jordan, do you want to go first? <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. Mine's more of a comment. <laughs> should I bring it? Should I rewind it? I notice you've been rewinding it on this episode. Do you mind if I rewind it real quick to when uh, Maddie was talking about people sending her lewd pictures of the character she had played in the novelty videos? Please. And then I was going to say. I have that same problem with people sending me lewd pictures of Expressions College of Art and Design. Of course. I can only imagine. I was in there. Local yeah. television commercial. Of course, oh, I was naked right, in that right, commercial. Right. So Sure. Makes, makes sense. That sounds like victim blaming of yourself. And I don't stand for that kind of thing. Yeah. Be kind. Be kind to yourself, Jesse. It was a job, you know? Thank you. Uh, Maddie, no, this is, my, this is my question. What is the difference between standard foam and craft foam? Great question. I don't know that I have a good answer. I feel like a standard foam is just your your classic packing foams. There is a specific type of foam called craft foam that you can get. You can get it at your Blick Art Materials. You can get it at Amazon.com. Whatever whatever your cosplay uh, store of preference is, you can probably find a craft foam. And it's these these very thin sheets that uh i don't know it's it's just got a certain consistency and it it takes to a glue like a wonder and that's that's what you need and you need you need that cosplay armor to not be made out of metal because uh you're going to get you're going to get into that coat check and they're going to tell you we don't allow that sort of thing at our convention and you're not going to be let in so uh you got to have it be foam, baby, but it's got to look like metal. So you need like a very thin, bendable foam that you can then infuse with glue that will dry and keep it uh, sort of hardened into into a pauldron shape, for example. So that was how I made my, my Zelda armor when I was Ocarina of Time Zelda uh, many years ago. I got to tell you this, Maddie. I always imagined that I would be good at cosplay. Because let's be honest, what day do I leave the house not wearing a ridiculous costume of some kind or another? Sure. But here's what, if I have learned one thing about myself over the course of the past six months or so, it is this. I hate projects. (laughs) There's nothing, there is truly nothing in the world that I hate more than doing a little fucking project. <laughs> like an arts and crafts, fi- oh, for example? Oh, you gotta get some of these, and then yeah. you gotta get some of those, and then you Better gotta get this special cleaners. kind of fucking glue. And then you gotta you sit there. You got a big there. tray on your kitchen table, and it stays there for weeks and weeks and weeks, and you're just, every day, moving a little piece of wire. Yeah, you don't like that. At Interesting, the, okay. At the end of it, you got some fucking, you got some shit you made out of a fucking balloon. Congratulations. Yep. Throw that yep. in the garbage. Well... What if I told you that that shit you made out of a balloon would impress a whole lot of other nerds at a huge convention? None of this is happening in 2020, of course, but you know, in, in years past. Right. Well, first of all, Maddie, I can only speak for myself, but I'm artsy. Mm-hmm. 
but these nerds that you, I'm, of course, I have nothing but respect for nerds. I happen to be artsy, but I have respect for nerds, and I would, I would like it if I impressed them. And you're worried your costume won't? Is that is that why you don't even try? You think or? No, yeah. I mean, it almost certainly wouldn't. I mean, like maybe I could cosplay as Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Sure, that's just a suit. <laughs> you really got to get that that good wig though, because oh, you know, yeah. and you'd have to shave. Are you saying because I'm balding? Well, and because human hair doesn't really do what Phoenix Wright's <laughs> hair does ordinarily, at least not without a lot of work. Yeah, anime hair is pure fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Hey, I, there may be somebody out there who's who's gotten their hair to do what Phoenix Wright's hair does. And shout out to that person and the amount of uh, styling glue that they have on hand to make it happen. It's a thanks great, for the good great people look. at LA Looks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ultimate gel. Have we talked, Jordan, on this program about the brand of cleaning products that's only available in independent dollar stores in Southern California that's called LA's Totally Awesome? <laughs> no, but uh, I got to get some of this. Sounds like it's perfect for me. You can't go to the Dollar Tree and get this. You can't go to the 99 cents only store and get this. You have to go to, you know, uh, Tommy's Dollar Outlet. But if you go to Tommy's Dollar Outlet and you're looking for a nice cleaning product, get yourself a jar of LA's Totally Awesome. Hmm. How's it clean? Oh, it's like a, like a whistle. As they always say. Uh, Maddie, when it comes to Street Fighter, who's your main? Who's your main and who's your backup? It actually was Blanca for a very long time. Me too. <laughs> He's great. He's great. I, yeah. I played him in Street Fighter 4 for a while. I tried to get good at Chun-Li. I do like a charge character. I'll say that. Sure. I assume you do too. Mostly because that's how I learned how to block. I was not very good at Street Fighter for a long time. And a charge character, you have to keep blocking. Hey. How do you keep a charge character from charging? <laughs> you got to keep them charging anyway. You want them to charge. Take away his credit card. Take away cards. his credit card, of course. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, and, and by that I mean wonderful joke. So glad you had me on. Not embarrassing myself at all. <laughs> Loving every minute of this. Feel like I'm nailing it. I think Blanca is probably the stretchy guy. He's not. That's Dalsam. But I mean, the real, the real answer is corner pressure. It's corner, it's corner Damn pressure. It. You can't let him build butter. <laughs> Controlling the space. Controlling Control the space. Control the space. Yeah. Spacing. That's the whole game, Jesse. Footsies. 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 Sexy what? terminology for a fighting guy? game thing. Yes, he is. He's a big green guy. Oh, and he does a somersault. Yeah. Does a variety of somersaults across the screen. Anyway, he's not... Yeah. I don't. He's supposedly not a good character. I don't really care because he's fun and hilarious. And he's sort of a troll pick, but like... He's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. He rolls. I, I think if you're, if you're, I, I, I found myself in a situation where, like, I, I love the Street Fighter games, but, but, I can't just can't hang online because it's hellish. Yeah, <laughs> because, because it's, it's like hellish. Because everyone is so good immediately. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. And yeah, it's just embarrassing. I have one friend who likes to play Street Fighter. His name is Mike, and he's so he's crazy good. He's like way better than I am. So it's not I can tell it's not fun for him when we play. Right. Um, but he plays with me sometimes because he's a nice friend. Aw, um, that's good. But uh, but yeah, I have found that the the only way to have any kind of advantage as a as a someone who who players would probably look at as a filthy casual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm owning that. I'm a filthy casual. 
um, is you you pick an unusual character, like you do. You pick up you pick a Blanca or you pick a Manat, and mm-hmm. then uh, maybe just a Fang, just the fact that if they, you will. A f- yeah, <laughs> that and guy's then, weird. Uh, then pe- <laughs> Fang's weird. You guys are just making noises now. Uh huh. Uh huh. We gotta bring Jesse yeah, we, back in. <laughs> yeah, we synced up before the lonely, show. <laughs> you know, we gotta talk about Link's dong. I don't. I don't know we how we gotta talk in. about that. He calls it the Master Sword, baby. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like find a weird book to translate the plaque on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know I do. <laughs> ba bam. Jesse doesn't get that because it's from Link to the Past. <laughs> it's not from the game he's playing. Do you guys ever play with the stretchy guy? Dawson? Yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah. I, I'm not very yeah, good with cool. that guy, but he is a cool guy to play as. I will back there up that choice. You can stretch on across the whole yeah. screen. Yeah, that's something great about him. Yeah, talk about corner pressure. Jesus. <laughs> you said Jesus, it. Jesus I bet. Christ, talk about corner pressure. You gotta get him in the corner. And then they start panicking. That's really the only Street Fighter tip you need, or really any 2D fighter that you need. Like, once I realized how much of it was psychological, I feel like that unlocked a, uh, something in me, where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like, sure, I gotta know a few combos, but mostly I just need to fuck with the other person. And then they're gonna freak out. And then I can win, even if I'm not very good. That's my, <laughs> that's my dark secret. Yeah, the secret to winning at Street Fighter is you make eye contact, and then you do that thing with your where your eyeballs kind of shake. Uh huh. Yep. Right. And they're People like, get "Wow!" Freaked out, and then all he's of a not sudden, even looking at the screen. You just stretched across what? the fucking screen. And then maybe just as like as you're waiting to start, if you're in the lobby or something, just say to the say to whoever you're playing, "Hey, tell that sticky daddy ears I said hi." And then they don't know what the fuck happened, and then they are afraid of you. They're confused. They're like, do I know this yeah. person? How do they know how they're, sticky they're my dad is? They're scared or confused. <laughs> yeah. How do they know? How do they find that out? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, I've got a question for you. You you probably can't answer yeah. this on the air, but uh, your kid's still watching that YouTuber that you bleeped out. And like, do you just need any moral support on that? I'm, I, have a, mm. I have a few really strong guesses as to who it is, but I won't say because we're being polite on this show. We are. Uh, Brian, bleep this out. <laughs> It's love you. Oh, see, I was I was gonna guess that it was love you. No, and then and then they also watch a friend of love you. Being's name love you. Okay, okay. And they're both just horrible people. They're uh, well, of course. I YouTubers being horrible people. I that's shocking news to me. I never covered anything like that before or interacted. Don't sass me. I live this. Yeah, you know, every every now and then at work, somebody will be like, "We should do we should do a list of like YouTubers who aren't horrible," and then everyone just laughs and laughs because it's like that list would have to get updated constantly. Like, how on earth would we keep track of such a thing? It can't be done. You can't you can't even make a ranked list like that. You know, you'd it's have not... to install a dinging bell in your office for every time one of them goes Nazi. <laughs> every time one of them has a heated gaming moment. Yeah, I, I I'll don't... just say I like our buddies Rhett and Link. They made a T-shirt with my face on it. Those guys are all right. Yeah, those yeah, guys those are good guys. guys. Are sweet guys. Those they guys are. are good guys. I don't know if they qualify. They do a lot of pre-scripted content. I feel like where you really get That's into trouble true. is these guys who are just streaming for like eight to 12 hours a day. And it's like, you're going to find out what they really think <laughs> sooner <laughs> or later. You right. You're going to find out that they really hate women and they've just been bottling it up for so long and it's <laughs> got to come out. Like it's, it's gonna, it's gonna come out sooner or later, but uh, yeah, maybe people should stream less. That's my hot tip for YouTubers. I sometimes think that one of the tough parts of like being Rhett and Link is just working in a field where 
the opener to every anyone who ever describes you is they're great, comma, they're not evil, period. <laughs> the bar is low. I mean, is that maybe the plus side, though? Like, I bet that they wish that people would start with they're really funny, mm-hmm. but because they're on YouTube, they probably, almost any time they're described by one person to another, it has to start with they're not evil. Or like a bunch of qualifiers. Yeah. Just be like, okay, so it's, it's you know, sometimes there's nerd jokes, but like, stay with me, stay with me. It's, uh, it's not weird and uh, racist suddenly. It, you, you'll like it. it well, yeah. look, we've addressed the fact that I have watched YouTube videos when I was at my most depressed, when my life was absolutely profoundly nightmarishly falling apart mm-hmm. five or six months ago. Um, I, I I was lying on the couch, uh, like intermittently crying and then comforting myself by watching these videos of a guy from Jalopnik, I think, oh. one, some car blog, who yeah. just would walk around Brooklyn and get excited about different cars he saw. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. And I'm not even like really a car guy. I just liked how excited he was about the different cars. I hear you. Jalopnik's a cool site. Uh, one of my one of my former coworkers, Kotaku and Jalopnik, were under the same umbrella. R.I.P. Gawker Media. Maddie, do you have YouTube content, gaming or otherwise, that you enjoy? Uh, I don't really follow that many YouTubers. I have a lot of friends who just stream. I feel like that's such a boring answer is like, oh, I just watch my friends who's no, who no one has heard of at all. But like, that's what I can stand because I know they're not going to be terrible. So, oh, that's, that works for me. On a recent triple click, you guys were talking about doing, you doing like a triple click stream. Yeah, stream games together. We have streamed a couple of times on Twitch so far, and we haven't been archiving those streams not not because we're just constantly spewing racist rhetoric. We have not been doing that. Um, but just because it's kind of nice to have streams be ephemeral and because that's not really we're not we're not in it to have a bunch of content. I mean, people can listen to the entire podcast. Like that's already out there. But yeah, every now and then we'll do we'll do a Twitch stream and it's really fun. It's also very difficult. Like playing a video game and trying to be funny at the same time. I know we all talk about that like that's just the coolest easiest job in the world and it looks so simple, but actually doing it <laughs> it's hard. Like you, you gotta keep up your hand-eye coordination, etc., while being funny. I've tried to do it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and the thing that I realized while it was happening was like, oh, I like my like video game playing is a turn off my brain thing for me. Yes, like, I'm not alert. I'm slumped over. My like face probably looks like I've just been electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. I like. But what if that was on camera for hundreds of people to see? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I have to be like, hey, well, it's a Sunday fun day, huh? Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. about this Trump guy? You know, I would just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 were you gonna do a lot of how about this Trump guy material? Because I feel like that might have been where you were running into issues. Like, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I mean, who am I to tell you what to do? You know. You're the comedian. But I, I feel like maybe starting with some other stuff than that. If I Depending probably, on what yeah, game I you're just, playing. I panicked. Maybe you were I playing panicked. a bunch of political flash games and you really had to get into your Trump stuff. <laughs> yes, just... I was playing the jib-jab game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. David Brooks has been doing pretty good on Twitch lately. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, get that guy in there. Yeah, sure. Kids love watching Mark Russell play Fall Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kids love seeing Nate Silver predict the various odds of 
different StarCraft outcomes. It's it's just <laughs> all the rage. Silver honestly. loves the Zerg. <laughs> he loves the Zerg, and he's not wrong. They're they're a great great one to pick. Um, yeah. So we did a triple click stream recently, which had some technical difficulties because my co-host Kirk lives in Portland, and it was during the fires, and he had he had a bunch of internet outages, and ordinarily. I feel like Jason and I are very spoiled because Kirk so far has offered to host the streams and also have his gameplay be the gameplay that's that's shown. And um, he's very good. So I feel like we can just kind of chill and be like, yeah, like Kirk's gameplay is getting shown right now. Like we can just kind of tell jokes and fuck around. But then like Kirk's internet went out and like I had to suddenly host the stream and like show my gameplay. And I was like damn all right uh yeah cool i guess i have to play well now because everyone's watching me and i'm panicking a little for the safety of my friend but hey you know <laughs> it's a stream baby and i i it yeah. was it was really fun and i was i was glad we did it because i feel like it kind of lifted kirk through a through a time that was shitty um it's it's fun to play video games with your friends and i think people liked it even though we had to keep switching the stream throughout but yeah i mean it's it was tough it definitely taught me in that moment like wow yeah having to watch have people watch me play and keep riffing at the same time very hard i feel like i'd be really good at it oh yeah the best one the best video game streamers when you hear them talk they're going like oh shit what the fuck is this guy <laughs> fuck what fucking button god what is who is this guy who is this guy is this a new guy <laughs> Or is this a, a guy from before? Uh-huh. Grace, put it down. Grace, put it down. <laughs> Where am I supposed to fucking go? Where am I supposed to fuck? Where's my gun? Don't I have a gun? You're right. What am I saying? It's easy. It's easy. I Getting play, paid to play video games. It's so easy. It's a career anyone can just start doing tomorrow. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it's like. I, I'm, I'm opening this up to the listeners. <laughs> I will I will gladly stream a game if you don't mind me being uh basically silent except for the occasional grunt when I shift or I mean, softly whispering to the cat. I would that'll watch be the it. only that'll be the only audio that. from me. I'd be very relaxing. I would be interested in a Street Fighter stream where periodically you explain to the viewers that you aren't as good as your friend Mike and then everyone yeah. can just be like, Oh, okay. Hmm. He's still pretty good. That that would be entertaining to me. I would like to watch that. Yeah, then maybe Mike could come on and just fucking school me in front of everybody, <laughs> and I'd cry like a baby. <laughs> fucking Mike. Appointment viewing. Mike Maine's Balrog. That's how good he is. Oh. The thing about Mike is like Mike is my friend because you know we went to high school together and we just have a lot of shared history. But the guy's a fucking asshole. I mean, he gets in there, he just cleans my <laughs> clock in front of everybody. I'm like, dude, this is. I'm trying to do this for a career. This is just your fucking hobby. You come in here and embarrass me, Mike. Everybody knows yeah. you're good, Mike. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You have a successful post-production business and two beautiful children. Mike. Fucking Mike. He mains ball rug. Yeah. People with beautiful children shouldn't get to be good at anything else. I think that's Thank just open you. and shut. As, as, as a you. woman child with no children, I get to just be good at video games. And that's that's hmm. the life I've chosen for myself. But if you're a parent, you get to just pack it in. You're already done. You've, you've, you've nailed it. Fucking Mike. This guy mains ball rug. You know what I mean? That's not even, <laughs> that guy's not even Thank stretchy. You. Yeah. And then takes his beautiful daughter, Sienna, to swim class. Sienna. <laughs> She's a great kid. She's a great kid. 
She also mains Balrog. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And she's getting very good because her father is coaching her and he's not even a weird stage dad about it. He's like caring and shows her combos slowly and compassionately. She was fucking bragging about it at swim class. Oh, I'm, hi, it's me, Sienna. I main Balrog. God, just imagine having a dad who mains Balrog, you know? If only my yeah, father... That's the dream. ...and main Balrog. I remember all the combos. My character's not even stretchy. Then I wouldn't have had to go with Blanca, you know? And now here we are, you know? I control the space. <laughs> Gotta control. That's what it's all about. Spacing. The whole game. Footsies. Those are terms she knows. My friend Mike is so serious about it. He like he'll buy a, a a joystick, he'll buy a fight stick, and then he'll import Japanese parts and take apart the fight stick and rebuild oh, it with Japanese parts so it controls more like he thinks it should. Yeah, I went through a phase briefly where I was modding fight sticks, and I feel like even in the moment, oh, okay. I was like, "This is." too far like any hobby where like sure i've made cosplays but once you buy a soldering iron i feel like you've <laughs> crossed over into some other barrier octagonal restrictor plate where many people will not follow you and will not understand what's happening anymore like you'll be describing what you've done i it was because i was like well it'd be cool if i had a fight stick that could play on the ps4 and the Xbox. And like, I just had some type of switch inside there that could just flip the switch. And then I'm going, going to fight nights, whatever, going to friends' houses. Fight stick works on both consoles. Don't recommend doing that. It's crazy. Guys, I'm sorry to say this because I just, I don't want to embarrass you, but I don't need to mod fight sticks. <laughs> I buy all my fight sticks direct <laughs> from Balrog. Wow. <laughs> Sweet. That guy. He yeah. has a surprisingly successful business selling fight sticks out of the trunk of his car, which is weird. You wouldn't think he would need the money. He makes <laughs> some pretty amazing fight sticks in all that time he saves by not being stretchy. Uh-huh. Right. And not being a loser. Not being a fucking loser in the yeah. video game he's in. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every episode of Jordan Jesse Go is, of course, supported by our members, the members of Maximum Fun, all the folks who've gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. This week, we're also supported by the good people at Curiosity Stream, which is a streaming service just for documentaries. Smart TV for your smart TV. Jesse, can I tell you about my uh, afternoon? Yeah, I'd love to hear about your afternoon. Did you go on a little fucking walk? or Went on a little walk, uh -huh. and, uh, and I got a little hot. Yeah. So I came in. Mm-hmm. Jordan, you're always hot. Thanks. But this was a temperature thing, not a physical thing. Okay. Popped me a private select seltzer. Sure. Booted up Curiosity Stream. They're on my Apple TV. Yeah. And I enjoyed Frank Lloyd Wright, The Man Who Built America. It was a wonderful, beautifully made documentary about Frank Lloyd Wright. The, he, the man had a wild life. He built some wild buildings. Uh, and it was a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, something that I would not have gotten to watch if it weren't for curiositystream.com. You know what I would love? It just has a life ambition. Hmm. Get so important that when I get a touch of the consumption, 
I just move everybody to the desert. <laughs> just everybody. That's the dream. The school, my colleagues, my family. 200 people move to the middle of nowhere ass desert because I got a little bit of the consumption. A little bit of consumption. Just a little bit of consumption. We're all moving to the desert. Frank Lloyd Wright. It's called doing it Frank Lloyd Wright style. Uh, Curiosity Stream. They've got thousands of documentaries and nonfiction TV shows on topics like history, nature, science, food, technology, travel, and more. I'm about to watch, Jordan. I'm about to watch this The History of Home. Narrated by our buddy, the great Nick Offerman. Hey, I've never met him. Is he your buddy? He is my buddy. Oh, man, yeah, you said our. I got excited. I'm like, oh, wait, I've never mm. met him. But thank you for including me in that. I, it makes me feel good to think that maybe there's a world where I'm Nick Offerman's buddy. I'm just totally fascinated by the, the, the way that places where we live have changed. Like when people started using forks, for example. Like, for a long time, people would just hold it with the spoon and hack at it with the knife, and then eventually they figured out about forks. <laughs> Those chuckleheads. <laughs> or, like, when they figured out they should have a hole in the ceiling for the smoke to go out of. Uh, the thing I, next thing I'm going to watch on Curiosity Stream, there's one on there about castle sieges. Oh, shit, yeah. You, lo- you love a siege. Who doesn't? Sieges are great. I want to watch a whole show about castle sieges. Jordan. Yes. I, not only do I want to watch a whole show about castle sieges, I specifically want to watch a whole episode of that show about the trebuchet. <laughs> oh, man, if we, if we were in the same room, we'd be high-fiving so hard right now. <laughs> uh, everything you can stream, uh, Curiosity Stream, you can, uh, you can do it all on your TV, phone, tablet, or computer. Uh, we got a deal for you. We got this, oh, yeah. this thing... You know how streaming services are expensive? They're like 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month. Check this out. If you go to curiositystream.com slash JJGo or use code JJGo to sign up, it's $14.99 for a whole year. That's not one month. That's a whole year uh, of cool docs on uh, on all your devices. Curiositystream.com slash JJGo, $14.99 for the whole year. Offer code JJGo. It's genuinely cool. You should check it out. Probably at the end of that uh, documentary about castle sieges is, mm-hmm. they, just, they just go like, sadly, it would be hundreds of years before they would, we would learn the information that could end any castle siege. If you go to curiositystream.com slash JJGo or use code JJGo to sign up, you, you pay only fourteen ninety nine for a whole year of Curiosity Stream. Pretty good, yeah. Why would these guys still be laying siege to a castle when they could be watching Nick Offerman docs? Sure. It's all on My there. My friend Nick Offerman, Jordan's enemy. Man. I mean, I've just never met the guy. Maybe we'd get along if we, if we ever had to socialize. He's a sweet guy, loves woodworking. We'd find stuff to talk about. I did him a favor. He gave me a restaurant gift certificate as a thank you. That's nice. That's a class act. A little note. He sent this guy sent me a little note. Handwritten? Class act all the way, Nick Offerman. And we got a Jumbotron. Oh, yeah. A message for Ethan from Amy, it looks like. Yeah, that's right. It's for Ethan. It is from Amy. Here's the message. Hi, JJ. I guess that's us. Hi, JJ. It's my two-year anniversary with my boyfriend, and we just spent the night in the Bass Pro Shops Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee. Fuck the yeah. tenth largest pyramid in the world, which also has live alligators. What the fuck? <laughs> He's fucking rules. Clear. It only contains a single Bass Pro Shop. 
It was unironically a cool experience, and I'm very glad I got to share it and my life with him. Wow. Congratulations on your anniversary. What I like about this Jumbotron is it's a double dip. Mm -hmm. It's both... Amy congratulating Ethan and thanking him for their for their shared love and a brag about Bass Pro Shops. Man, I wish I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. I could go to Kid Rock's restaurant. <laughs> God, we'd be best friends with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. We'd live in a pyramid of bass. We would spend every Friday night scarfing wings at Kid Rock's restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Let me add him. I'll eat him. It's extra spicy. Just like Kid Rock's takes. Sure. Try the ball with the burger. <laughs> I'm sure he's got something like that on there. Oh, hey, guess what? What? Uh, I have a store called the Put This On Shop. We just launched so many new items in the Put This On store, uh, our big fall launch, and we're launching more new items every week all this month. So go to putthisonshop.com. Uh, use the code LITTLEWALK, and you get free shipping on almost everything. Little walk. Good code. Good code. Little walk is the code. A W-A-L-K. Not W-O-K. A tiny. Not, I mean, you got to have at least a medium-sized walk or your stir fry is going to fall out. Yeah, I mean, you're making stir fry for one. Yeah. Put this on shop.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Maddie Myers, intergalactic bounty hunter. Look out, mother brain. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Mike. Sorry. I don't mean to bring up Mike again. I'm just so mad at Mike. I know. I should have said, I should have said, I should have said Balrog non-main. Because like, <laughs> what the fuck am I even doing anymore? I'm going to go drill some Balrog after this, right after this call ends. Drill some Balrog. He's a charge character. Yeah, I don't know. He's yeah. intimidating, you know? He is. He's got those big gloves on. Like, what am I even doing with my life, you know? Yeah, a lot of anti-air, a lot of anti-air <laughs> Look stuff. how small these gloves I'm wearing are. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We've all thought it. We've all thought it as we look down at our own hands. <laughs> look at these dumb things. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> I hate these fucking things. Yep. Fuck you, hands. They're really chafing my hide. Won't even keep my hands safe when I'm trying to punch the beast from Brazil or Chun Li, yeah. who's a cop, and I don't remember if she has a fun catchphrase or not. I am the strongest woman in the world. Yes, Todd. The... Of course, she's the strongest woman in the world. How could I forget? Wait, is Chun Li a cop? Yeah, yeah. Among other things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, now that sounds like something that would cause a lot of trouble on Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, you would think, <laughs> and yet the crossover for Street Fighter fandom and people who call out things on tumblr is not wide that's a really <laughs> tiny tiny overlap in the venn diagram on that the one. famous acronym acab echo which is all cops are bad except chun li <laughs> i don't think anybody is actually out there saying that i think mostly people are forgetting chun li is a cop because she is a cop in a world where magic is real and also there's like an international fighting ring where people who can use magic in a variety of fighting styles show up and kick each other's asses so it's like what is the police force in china really mean 
at that point well, are they still on, cracking though. down on Hong Kong? We don't know. We don't know what happens in this world. Is, <laughs> is Chun Li involved? I just want to. Can I just want to stop down and say this is the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm calling it. Great. I'm calling it. When something momentous happens to you, like uh, you do the best episode you've ever done, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at MaximumFun.org for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Here is one such occasion. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Peter with Hannah in Little Shoot, Wisconsin. We are just getting home from our socially distant backyard wedding. It helped, today helped uh, show me that some good things can still happen, even if we have to take many extra precautions. It's been an extremely tough year, but I'm glad that we are home. We are about to eat our Taco Bell we just picked up. (laughs) And I guess the one other thing I wanted to say for the first time is I actually get to call her my wife. (laughs) They're drunk with love. <laughs> yeah, and chalupas. <laughs> well, congrats. congrats Congratulations. Being married is very nice, mm-hmm. in my experience. But that Taco Bell, though, what'd you get? Like, yeah, why wasn't the call about order? that? What's your order? What, what, what did each of you get? Did you like Can it? Can I say one thing, though? I do have one sort of safety concern about having a backyard wedding in these times. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good that everybody's socially distanced. That's great. I'm glad everything went smoothly. Um, I guess my concern is if you're getting married, having reception, going to Taco Bell, when are you taking a little fucking walk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when are you fitting you in that walk? It. You have to. Because you got to put the on the dress. government says you have to. Mm-hmm. First, you got to say yes to the dress. Then mm-hmm. you got to put it on. Right. Yep. Yep. And you're going to you're going to get a call from a local official who's concerned. Yeah. Does that superintendent call involve involve a mention of the walk at all or is that not trickle down that that far to the education board? Hi. This is Los Angeles School Superintendent Austin Butner. Schools are closed again this week because the world's on fire. Go for a little fucking walk or I'll tell the cops. <laughs> I have Chun Li's number. I'll call her. <laughs> you tell her. She'll flip upside Ooh. down and go. kick you a bunch of times. Those lightning kicks. Ooh, yeah, that low gotta high. You got to mm-hmm. watch out. I know the stretchy guy, too. <laughs> he, is, he can punch you from the other side of the goddamn screen. Hold on, wait. Is Austin Butner going to be a selectable character in the next Street Fighter DLC pack? I don't know. I don't know. He's unlockable, Jordan. He, you can't just pay to get Butner. Yeah. Oh, you got to unlock him. You got to be good, man. You know, it's been a while since they did that. You pay, you get District Attorney Jackie Lacey. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you got to unlock Austin Butner. That feels very symbolic. You know, you can pay to unlock politicians, but you can't pay for the Buttes. You got to unlock him the regular way. Just just by right. being yeah. a good, good ass gamer. He's a gamer. civil servant. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Can't be bought. Literally. This guy took a test. <laughs> Capcom Nerf Butner. <laughs> <laughs> Capcom, please nerf Butner too powerful. <laughs> He's in balance. I mean, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes. What is People he like saying? Four? 
Who cares? You know, <laughs> say stuff. Yeah, just just name Street Fighter characters. Just Thank name you. references. Yes. Say say stuff from Street Fighter. Whatever. What should be? What would you argue should be our uh, our our new slogan? <laughs> <laughs> Capcom Nerf Butner. <laughs> Or who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? I feel like who cares? Just say stuff was already the slogan, though. Like before yeah. now, but I feel yeah. like who cares? Just say stuff could sort of coexist with Nerf Butner, <laughs> right? Just a healthy <laughs> juxtaposition of concepts. Let's take another call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Will in Chicago with a momentous occasion. I am a brick collector. Uh, and I recently received in pause. the mail the <laughs> pause. For the pause, Brian. Pause. <laughs> I have two hobbies: uh, collecting bricks and being a total fuck machine. <laughs> <laughs> collecting bricks and using rubbers. But usually, I just describe myself as a brick collector because <laughs> uh, yeah. the other thing—it's just weird to start with. So I just start right. out with the brick collector thing. Collecting bricks and laying pipe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to put you two on the spot. Top three bricks. <laughs> well, uh, red. Red. <laughs> Fuck. You Jordan gotta said go red. red already. No, you can. We can have the same. Okay. Three okay. Um, shale. You know, like a like a cool garden brick laid uh, encircling. You know what I mean? With yep. some shale yep. stones. Does sure. that count? Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay. Kind of flat. Those are flat. Would we good. call would we call a cobblestone a brick? Mm, interesting. That's a that's a big mm. question. Mm-hmm. Is a cobblestone a brick? It's a question the Romans had. Yes. You know, you know, we're not afraid to take on this kind of important <laughs> stuff on our program, right? We're not. And you know what? I think Mr. Brick Collector himself is going to get into it, and I can't wait to hear more. You know, I can't wait yeah. to hear more either. Capcom Nerf Butner, <laughs> right? Yes. Great point. <laughs> it's a hot dog a sandwich? It's a cobblestone a brick. Should Butner be nerfed? These are the questions of our times. How would a dog wear pants? <laughs> would it go over all four legs or just the back legs? How would the dog wear pants? You know, bricks are often made of local materials. Interesting. They used to be made often on site. So I could see how there's a lot of different types of bricks to collect. Like, for example, if you made a brick... If you made a brick in in South Carolina, you might make it from the the local red clay. But if you made a brick in Maine, you'd probably make it, of course, from lobster. <laughs> you know, an early advocate of that kind of uh, organic architecture, Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, yeah. Of lobsters, or <laughs> okay, I'm just excited about this brick collection. If this is not about the brick collection, that was just a subterfuge. Oh, that's going to be very upsetting. Oh, it better be. If that was just a a deke, hmm. Press play, Brian. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Will in Chicago with a momentous occasion. I am a brick collector, uh, and I recently received in the mail. The brick I've been searching for the longest. Can you pause it for a second, Brian? I had a thought, which is, what yes. if, what if the line in the legendary Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five song, the message was, "The brick collector, he rings my phone, scares my wife when I'm not home." <laughs> what if? Just throwing what it if? out there. What if? What if? That'll keep you up at night. 
I think yeah. we'd be in a very different situation than we are right now. That's so true. Nationally. Brian, press play, but before you do, send that idea into Marvel Comics for their classic series, <laughs> What If. All right. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Will in Chicago with a momentous occasion. I am a brick collector, uh, and I recently received in the mail the brick I've been searching for the longest, which is a McFeely fire brick made in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, and these bricks were made by Mr. Rogers' grandparents. Uh, and Mr. Rogers hmm. is a longtime hero of mine. And I finally found someone who was willing to trade for it. And so uh, someone in western Pennsylvania mailed me a brick in the mail. And now I have that McFeely fire brick above my desk because I love it so much. All right. Thanks so much. Wow. Bye. Wow. Mm. Nothing says the legacy of Mr. Rogers like a particular yeah. brick. You know, something stuck out to me in that call. He said trade, which suggests you can't yeah. purchase the brick and that you need to... He had to trade a Captain Kangaroo brick to get that thing. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying envisioning this elaborate brick bartering system that none of us are aware of since we didn't know about the world of brick collecting prior to now. But it, it, you, yeah. gotta, you gotta trade a brick to get a brick, per, or perhaps you trade something else. Perhaps you just trade a, a fox skin you found. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Commodities it is. are an insider's game. You got to know the lingo. Yeah. You got to yeah. buy brick futures in order to really capitalize on the market. That's, that's how this it works guy, now. This guy and whoever traded him the brick, they are on a wild subreddit. They are on yes! a fucking wild subreddit. Slash R slash thick as a brick. Yeah. Of I wonder if it's a judgmental one. If it's like, oh, yeah, you think that's a... McFeely brick or whatever that's not that's a very clever hoax sir and it's clear if you look you, at the grain on that that's sand a McFeely? <laughs> <laughs> hilarious hilarious that you think that filthy casual yeah. <laughs> filthy brick casual <laughs> you guys ever watch that uh bbc countdown show pick of the bricks <laughs> yeah we all have we've all seen that we all have we, we all, all grew up it. with that McFeely peak actually peaked it <laughs> At number three, UK. Mm. <laughs> Much more famous in the UK than in America. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. 
hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Maddie Myers didn't pick Balrog. Don't know why not. Just didn't. I, I thought about it. Yeah. Which do you main? Monitor or Mary Mac? <laughs> Butner. Butner. Yeah. I've decided to just only switch to high tier characters because I just want to win. <laughs> and so I go with the Buttes every time. Um, I just lock and load. Buner's overpowered because of the dive kick. <laughs> <laughs> that Sunday night dive kick, they call it. Sunday yeah. fun day. That's what Jordan calls it on his stream every week. It's uh, Sundays with Buner. Diving in. Diving in. That voicemail. Here it comes. He's got a phone in his Trump hand. Guy. <laughs> Watch out, Trump. Buner's here with his voicemails. Um. <laughs> You've heard of her emails. Get ready for Butner's voicemails. Folks, hey, this is why I host a video game show and not a political one. I don't have any material, but Jordan does. Check out his <laughs> Twitch stream. True. Yeah, I can just say, hey, check out this Trump guy. I don't really have anything else. <laughs> you don't have anything else to say? What else yeah. is there to say? Am I right? You know? I guess I could maybe like open my laptop and have John Oliver playing in the background or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That He'd guy's pretty smart. do a good smart. job of like giving you some good facts, writers. but also being, yeah, great writers on that. A lot of times on Facebook, I like to share the Borowitz report. Mm, Sure. Mm. Okay. Because this guy, it's like, look out, Mr. Trump. Here (laughs) comes the creator of the Fresh Prince of (laughs) Bel-Air. You know what I mean? The creator of Carlton. (laughs) This guy invented Carlton. What did you invent, Donald Trump? Having a bad haircut? Thank you. President Orange Peel. <laughs> All right, settle down. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Ooh, getting spicy. Spicy. <laughs> what is this guy? A president or a tangerine? <laughs> Some kind okay. of Cheeto? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, what That's is what he? They call che- him. What is he? Covered in Cheeto dust from eating too many Cheetos? Probably puts ketchup on his Cheetos, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> man, we don't care whose toes we step on on this show. Although, I will say this, Jordan. Don't yes. ever say anything bad about Bill Bradley. I'm, I won't. My former senator and presidential <laughs> candidate Bill Bradley is a sacred cow. Yeah. Because we what's, don't respect what's he Bradley. What's to then. now? Anything? Being dead. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I, that's how <laughs> that's disrespectful tarnish, I am. I don't even know. tarnish his memory. Don't know anything about him, so I can't, can't respect mm. or disrespect him. Just a neutral mm-hmm. sitch on, on my end there. That was when back when presidential candidates had what it really takes, height, mm. when they were very, very tall. Right, because it's all about spacing. I mean, we've gone over this. All of, thank yeah. you. Yes, it's all about spacing. It's all about reach. It's Whether about it's spacing. Street Fighter, running for president, or playing for the New York Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> These things all are all, they're all, they're all the same. They, they are. are. All the same. They're identical. Or being an astronaut. 
<laughs> yeah, that too. You do have to be the right height for that. That is a whole thing. And you have to not Wait, throw up. Is there an astronaut height? I didn't know that. I think so. Maybe that's just an urban legend, but I, I'd always heard that. I mean, I could never be an astronaut because I get motion sick, but I also don't think I'm tall enough. I think that's also yeah. something that would play a role for me. I feel like, you know how you have to be really good at math mm-hmm. and sit-ups and everything to be Yeah, a, I wouldn't even astronaut. get there. <laughs> yeah, what with the nausea and the lack of height sort of impeding my progress. But then I'd need to be good at math as well. True. I feel like that's on NASA. Mm. They should have some people who are good at math. Right. And then I can be an astronaut. They have a phone on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm if I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember how to apply the quadratic equation. Right. I could call and be like, hey, you guys got any math people over there? What are they going to say? No. Get somebody with a calculator, some type of graphing calculator on the phone. Get get them on there and then have them chart something for me. And then I'm good. I'm good to get to the space station or whatever. I you don't know how they have that. Just you know how they have that guitar astronaut? Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. send Carlos Santana to space. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy can shred. <laughs> he's way better at guitar. The only thing that's holding him back is he's not that good at math. Yeah. Sure. He may or may not be the right height, but you make a suit for Santana. That's yeah, what keep, people are saying. Well, also, I now. hear he won't he won't go unless Rob Thomas goes. Well, that guy's gorgeous. Let's send that's him. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Get that's him easy. up there. These aliens are gonna be are gonna be too busy falling in love to invade America. Sure. Also, that's not they even see a consideration. Rob Thomas is gorgeous puss. Like Rob <laughs> Thomas is already good at math. That's why Jesse wasn't bringing him up. Like he's already <laughs> oh, going okay. up there. It's Santana who we need to find the special right. considerations for because sure. yeah. he's he's more of an English guy. You know, he was a little more on yeah. the, the yeah. Arts I mean, there's just different kinds side. of learners. You know, that's so true. Different people yeah. are good at different things. We value different skills. Joe Satriani's strength is organic chemistry. <laughs> uh, somebody's going to write in and be like, uh, you know, Santana actually published several papers on organic chemistry. And we're going to be like, fuck. But no yeah. one's going to do that. No Jordan Jesse no Go listener no would one. ever do that to us. And I'm never. saying us because I'm part of this now. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. In yeah. a You're way. You're canonical, Maddie. I am. I am. Well... Look, we've wasted far too much of our listeners' time. Overall, <laughs> 10 years in your case, Mary. Yeah. Hey, loving it, loving it. Finally <laughs> made it onto the show. Life goal achieved. Don't have to do anything else. Just going to pack it in from now on. Yeah. Hey, pack just it. play Let's video all, you know games what? the rest of your life. <laughs> Let's all pack it in. <laughs> Why don't just we all pack it in? straight up chill, you know? Yeah. That's, no, there's a fucking slogan. <laughs> just vibe. You know? <laughs> we got a vibe. Oh, I've been meaning to vibe. Yeah. Well, you can now. You can now because I have achieved my life goal. And I pass that sense of peace on to the both of you. Because it's like you achieved about, it with me. This is really nice. I'm really enjoying. How about Jordan Jesse Go, Colin? Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> we right. did it. Finally. Somebody had to. And we did. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go, Colin. We did it. We I'm did sold. It. We sure did. Our producer is Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne uh, uh, at Midi Myers, M-I-D-I. That's right. Which is a a type of computer tunes. It is, yeah. That's why I picked it. My, My best friend Jody's dad, Andy, had that on his Amiga. 
<laughs> cool. Yeah. Musical Not instrument digital interface. You know what I mean? He also had that game Loom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Loom. A classic LucasArts game. Yeah. Yeah, for the Amiga. Uh, Maddie, uh, I I really enjoy Triple Click. It's a great show. It's <laughs> good. I um I as a as a guy who likes video games, I have found it nigh impossible to find a video game podcast where the hosts are also funny, smart, and friends. And Triple Click is that, and it's so cool that it exists. You, you guys are you guys are such a great group and you have smart funny things to say about video games it's really cool well, thank you it's it's just gonna creep me out a little bit that jordan morris listens to my podcast and i'm gonna sit with that feeling forever that's weird <laughs> maybe you should stop like i i don't know it's it seems a little strange to me i listen to your podcast Did no you not that's true it is it's that rude that of me it's rude of me to listen to your podcast yeah i don't know you can keep listening to it if you want other people should i think it's a pretty fun show Okay, if you're out there and you're not Jordan, listen to Triple Click. <laughs> please, please do. Please. I'll just listen to the Besties then. Thank you very much. That show's pretty Our good too. I'm just friends Besties with those is guys. good. That's yeah. a good show. That's a That's very a funny good show. show. But you know, Triple Click's cool too. <laughs> Our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, if you've got a correction for us, don't worry. We care about quality just as much as you do. Tweet it at JD Power uh, on Twitter. Hashtag your tweets, JJ Go. Find us on Facebook, on Reddit. We're at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. Always a lively discussion of a Jordan Jesse Go episode over on that Reddit. I would say the Maximum Fun subreddit is probably the second best subreddit overall after magnet fishing. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and thick as a brick, of course. Mm, yep. <laughs> thick as a brick, the brick collector's red. Gonna be checking that one out for some B-R-I- spicy debates. <laughs> B-R-I-C-C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. T-H-I-C-C as a B-R-I-C-C. Uh-huh. Do you think he's, like, building a wall? <laughs> I don't oh, know. no. No, I think he just likes them. And he puts them above his desk. I mean, he clearly doesn't live in California where there's, uh, you know, earthquake danger. It's probably right. Right. somewhere a little yeah, more Yeah, putting stable. a brick on your desk is uh, could be could be a dicey proposition in some places. Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you think him. he's... Let me ask you this. Do you think he's a fan of the band Brick? Hmm. Or the song uh, Brick by Ben Folds. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. That's a jam. That's a jam. Mm. That's a take home for Jordan Jesse Go listeners. Just <laughs> go, go listen to the band Brick. Brick got it. That's what's up. Plus... Uh, uh, one of the dudes from the Dungeon Family's dad was in Brick. These are great facts. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> and Brick fans love them. <laughs> By which I mean fans of the band Brick, fans of Bricks. That Venn diagram is a perfect circle. Bricks, Bricks all the way down. Slash R slash thick as a brick. Thick as a brick. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> okay, uh, I think we've done everything we need to do here. <laughs> we've covered all the bases. <laughs> We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.